Hey, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Fright Night? I am, because after all, we, we are, are the watchers, watchers of movies. Hey, Lauren. Oh, hey. What's up? What does We Are the Watchers of Movies and Disney have in common? Um, we have over a hundred episodes. I More specifically, 101. <laughs> well, I don't know what that has to do with Disney. Somebody does, and that's all that matters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, we have a hundred. This is our hundred and first episode, and we were going to celebrate our hundredth episode last time but i messed up and i forgot and i well I you know what forget. i thought it was my celebrating a 100th is, is so it's like everyone does that yeah right so, like no one does 101 no one does 101 except no. for disney but you know we've we're good we're doing right. well yeah 101 that's excited excited episodes. i said it in past tense exciting <laughs> it's exciting it's it's crazy. I like, I can't believe, uh, I mean, just how far we've come, you know, mm -hmm. we were like recording with like just our, you know, the microphones on our computers and it sounded like garbage. And then like, we learned to like, well, Sam learned to edit and, like, and everything. And, and so she edits the, the episodes and I think we sound much more professional now. I think we do. Um, we have, <laughs> We have, like, there's a literal comparison that you can do from, like, how we started to how far we've come, and I think... Oh, for sure. Yeah, and Lauren does all the uh, social media, which would I would drive me to, like, jump off of a building if I had to do that, <laughs> so I think she does a really good job. Thank you. Yes, so, Thank yeah, we, we have a very well-oiled machine, and yes. it's very fun to do, and people are like listeners are interacting with us which is awesome and so yeah it's, been it's cool really that, like, fun we get people that like message us on instagram and they send us like emails and stuff and it's just it's nice to like it just it feels validating you know what i mean it's like all that hard work and all that time we put in and someone's like hey i really like your work and i'm like oh my god thank you so much yes <laughs> every time Every time somebody, whether it's somebody I know in person or somebody that just reaches out over social media, says that they've listened to something that we've done, it's like, it like, I feel like my heart grows three sizes. Like, it's so flattering. It's, it's so flattering that people take time out of their days and lives to, to listen to this thing that we've we're creating you I know. know like for me it's like I become like a grandma I'm like do you need anything honey do you need some cookies do you need like a meal are you hungry like what's going on I'm like sweetie thank you so much what do you need from me I've got pasta anyone like pasta anyone great I'll make pasta. if I give you some money out of my wallet will that will that be good do you want a Starbucks honey a Starbucks <laughs> Yeah. yeah, go see a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> go see a Star Wars. So, Rust <laughs> so thank you to everyone listening. Yes, thank you guys so much. I mean, we really, we literally could not do it without you, you know? Well, we could, but like, it wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the movies, like we never would have seen some of the movies without yeah. our listeners. So yeah. that's both good and bad, but not yeah. bad in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the movie. No. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's, it's been so fun and it's, it's just that every week is a new adventure and that's cool. It is. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's funny cause the other day I was surfing Reddit, like, like I do. And, um, Whoa, man, <laughs> Reddit is huge today. <laughs> Tides Whoa, out. Man. Tides out. Time to surf. <laughs> <laughs> and someone had like asked a question and they were like what's a like a mind fucky movie that i can watch and someone commented holy motors and i was like other people have heard of this movie? <laughs> and i like commented on it and i was like that movie was crazy it's just hashtag accurate yeah no i still think about the poor young soul at disc traders who said who looked it up for me to see if they had it. And he's like, yeah, it looks good. And I was like, I wonder if he ever watched it. Once you turn the corner, you can never go back to not having watched it. So. Oh yeah. No, I know. Yeah. It's like, it's like pre holy motors and post holy <laughs> yeah. motors. And that's like, yeah, it's just, I mean, you like, once you watch it, I feel like you can't get it out of your head either. Cause I think about that movie probably at least every like three days. <laughs> Just like randomly, like all, like all the blue, I'll just be like holy motors, and I'm like, okay, you need to stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. So see, we would never have that if not for, yeah, the world out and there. Sam would have never seen, uh, you know, Mr. Brooks, which I was obsessing over, and she was like, this movie's kind of crappy, and I'm like, I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Brooks, what, what a treat. Yes. If I, if you ever want to know. Uh, isn't a like, is a serial killer gene passed down directly? Unlike the twin gene, which skips a generation, the serial killer gene just falls right down the chute. Yes. <laughs> uh, luckily, psychopathy does not actually work that way. It's not a genetic. <laughs> but if your daughter and you are in a relationship, if your daughter. <laughs> in you is your girlfriend if your daughter is your girlfriend then it definitely will start to show yeah her. well i mean she's got a whole host of problems other than psychopathy if your daughter is, if your father is your boyfriend uh, so go see mr brooks yeah, <laughs> you know? go, go watch mr brooks that was the movie that made me go oh my god kevin costner is hot <laughs> you know a movie i actually think about a lot is the bodyguard because i have like a okay so like i have like a fantasy it's not like a gross fantasy or anything but i have like a fantasy of meeting um celebrities that i like in in elevators because sure who doesn't sounds terrible but like they're stuck with me in the elevator for a certain amount of time so they can't escape so then i can ask them questions <laughs> and when my my one for um Kevin Costner is always, excuse me, Mr. Costner, I'm sorry to bother you, but in the 1983 movie, <laughs> Bodyguard, how come Frank freaked out after he slept with Rachel? I need to know, sir, <laughs> please. And then he'd be like, girl, I haven't seen that movie. I haven't been in that movie in like 40 years. And I'm like, I know, but I just recently watched it. I really need to know. Okay? I would hope. emotional over this. I would hope that he usually gets... Oh my gosh, The Bodyguard is my favorite movie. So he would respect yeah. a clean take on a question about a movie that he usually just gets praised for. I would hope so. And he would answer you truthfully and say, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just the actor. <laughs> You'll have Although, to ask the I director. Mean, it sounds like he did choose 
like Whitney Houston for the role. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't know if if he would say that. I was right. just like pretending because he thought be. she was the cutest girl in the world. <laughs> that's what he said. Oh, and really? Yeah. Didn't I send you that? Um, yeah, I that's sent you the article, and he was like, "I thought she was the cutest girl in the world," hmm. and I was like, "Stop my so... emotions." <laughs> so, how are you? I'm good. I was gonna watch the original Fright Night to go with Fright Night, the new version, the new er, it's not really new anymore. 2011, yeah. Uh, but I watched John Wick 3 instead. <laughs> That's... So I have completed I the, made a good choice, though, because... the John Wickagy and I feel feel fulfilled. I guess there's another one coming out in May though. So, but that's okay because I really liked the ending to John Wick 3. I think uh, I think my favorite is probably the, the second one. That's mm-hmm. my favorite of the three of them. And three is good. It's just, uh, it's relentless in a way that oddly the other ones aren't. And so that's my one critique of it is it was just like, just this relentless barrage. It was more like a video game than the other right. ones, but it was still really fun. And uh, I'm still rooting for John Wick. And I'm excited to see what happens in the fourth one. So we should see it. <laughs> we should go see it. I'm gonna write it down in my date book right now. I don't know what date it is, but uh, yeah. yeah. So. We always go see the Mission Impossible movies whenever they come out, and I can't wait for the next one. Is there another one? Um, so they're filming like seven and eight, I think, at the same time. I know that they were filming seven during COVID because that's when Tom Cruise like flipped oh, yeah. out. Yeah. But someone got COVID on set, so there's kind of a good reason for him to flip out. Like it was people that were standing too close together or something I don't know whatever I mean listen we've all heard our stories about Tom Cruise so we know he's a little a little cray cray I thought I thought it seemed a little bit bonkers he was just angry because people were like not listening to the guidelines and they were like standing too close you know what? he should have played that song by Sting or the police don't, don't on set so every day and then maybe people would have gotten the picture. Yeah, yeah. So like, really, it's his fault, I think. Somebody should have yelled at him. Something, something, do, do, in something, do. That's actually better than the actual Thank lyrics. You. Oh, my God, thanks so much. Yeah. I was inspired by Sting. I'm trying to think of any new mo- movies or something that I've watched recently. So I finished BoJack Horseman. Oh, which I thought I had like two more seasons left. It turns out I had two more episodes left. Oh, geez. That's a big difference. It was like, it was like crazy. Like, cause I'm watching this. I'm like, I just put it on. It's, I, I think that this is one of like, I, I think that this is one of the best written shows I have ever seen. Like ever. It is so well done. It's so well written. And these characters are so like complex and interesting and multi-layered and they all deal with like real issues and it's but it's got like some really heavy themes to it like if someone goes into the show thinking that they're going to watch comedy they're going to be disappointed because it does have comedic moments like there's one moment that always makes me laugh when a Bojack court like because he's kind of like a drunk you know and he wakes up and uh, his like roommate had printed out a bunch of pictures of David Boreanaz because he was trying to make it look like David Boreanaz lived there. <laughs> and so Bojack wakes up and he's like talking to his agent. And he's like, and I apparently printed out a bunch of pictures of David Boreanaz when I was drunk last night. Like, 
<laughs> so it's like it's it's a really like it's clever it's a clever show but um I mean it deals with stuff like drug addiction and like drug overdose and um and just all these like really dark themes but it's and like childhood abuse and stuff like that so it's it's a very like it's a very heavy show but the ending was it was just like it wasn't really an ending but I thought it was perfect for what it was because it just ended on this kind of like maybe tomorrow will be kinder to us like we've had these hard lives maybe tomorrow we'll wake up and things will be better and it just kind of ended on this like melancholy kind of just sad bittersweet note and it just but it felt so right you know what I mean like at the end I was like that was good I feel like it wasn't a big ending wasn't a big splash it didn't have some sort of cliffhanger it was just like it just ended and it like it was really nice and uh I would highly highly recommend that show for anyone it's it's just a very again I think it's one of the best like well-written shows I've ever seen I think it's a I think it's a fantastic show and Will Arnett's awesome and and Allison Breeze in it and Paul F. Tompkins is in it yeah I love him I hate his character <laughs> his character is really annoying Mr. Peanut Butter is his name he's so funny not I've never seen not one single episode of Bojack Horseman but Paul F. Tompkins is so yeah, he's funny really, he is really funny he's so talented uh he's in a lot of episodes of Bob's Burgers yeah he does he does quite a bit of voice acting i think yeah so yeah, he does yeah uh he was in that show centaur world <laughs> oh really yeah yeah which is also a cute show anyway i think it's really hard to do to have a very good series and end it well so that's yeah. that's good i'm i'm glad that it ended well because i think that that's it's not you would think like oh we just you know we we do the show well we can end it well but not every show ends well you know yeah so. I know it's such a drag when like for instance if you get into a show for like 10 seasons and then at the end you know the serial killer ends up being a lumberjack I'm just thinking of like one off the top of my head it's Dexter um <laughs> like, but like ending a show right I think is the sign of someone who like really cares about what they do you know what i mean well yeah and they're just like in tune with the the tone and the message of the show it's not it's not the like they're not flying by the seat of their pants every week like oh i didn't think that we would have to do this or you know so yeah 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 i think the worst is when they betray a character that they had built up to a certain like level and then they're like, just kidding. They're actually going to do this. And I'm like, what? Why would? No, that doesn't. That's not their character. Like, doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I felt like this one was, uh, it just, it felt right for what it was, you know? And it, it was, it, it has like a really good, um, just like a really good ongoing plot and everything. And I, and I think Bojack is such a great character because he's so, he's so flawed, you know, and he's such a, like, he's got so many issues, but despite all of the shit that he does, you still like him because he's like, he, like, I know he's not human, but he's like, it's like, he's human. You know what I mean? Like, he's just relatable. You're like, oh, hey, I fuck up too. And so, and so, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very good. 
But um, I wanted to tell you a story since we've talked about the next movie that we're going to do, right? And so we decided because the Zodiac Killer was ID'd that we're going to do the movie Zodiac and honor whatever. <laughs> I don't know, really, is it honor of it? I'm know. not doing it in honor of anything. I'm just doing the movie, but... <laughs> I don't want to honor the Zodiac Killer in any sort of way. Well, I mean, like, the people who worked. Oh, to, like, sure. Yeah. No, the Scooby Gang. Like You're talking in honor of the Scooby Gang who discovered, yeah, the okay. Gang, the real-life Scooby Gang. Sure. Um, they, like, you know, they took off the mask and they went, Old Man McGuckin. <laughs> and that was his name. Yeah. <laughs> if I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you and your meddling kids. Uh, so I was out last night and I was talking to a friend. And she, we were talking about the movie Zodiac because I told her that, you know, the Zodiac killer had been ID'd. And, uh, and she was like, you know, I watched the movie Zodiac and she's like, and I was super stoned when I first watched it. And it was my first time smoking pot. And she goes, I don't remember anything about that movie. She goes, all I remember was that was the night that I fell in love with Salsa Con Queso. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. I was like... That's that's hilarious. I was it's just it's perfect. <laughs> like of course. She I should won. send a letter to David Fincher and tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to your movie, but you started my love for Salsa Con Queso. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about the movie? Uh well, yeah, let's do it. All right. So this movie is about a guy named Charlie and he has a uh suspicious seemingly neighbor move in and so he starts getting you know um like spying on this guy and finds out this guy is a vampire and he's doing all sorts of shit so that's i mean that's pretty much the synopsis right do you want me to go in he has to defeat the vampire defeat the vampire yeah Yeah. the vampire (laughs) so what do you think of the movie oh i like i really like this movie like I saw it when it came out in theaters, and I feel like I saw it a couple times in theaters. I liked it so much. Uh, it's I, I really like it, and I still like it today. It's just so fun and, like, sort of campy, and it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's still, like, solid. It's not cheap-looking, you know? I, it's, right. it's just fun, and I love Anton Yelchin. I've always been a big fan of him, so it's, like, bittersweet. Because he he's such he just does such a good job and he's so I guess cute I don't know if like he's a grown man in this movie but he's just cute and he's a great actor and I you know gone yeah. too soon and so it's bittersweet but and I I love Tony Collette and oh I love her too I think I've told you about my experience with Colin Farrell before but I was never a big fan of Colin Farrell until I saw the movie In Bruges and I and I liked In Bruges so much like I think it's such a clever dark good deep movie and his performance was so good in it that it totally turned me on Colin Farrell and now he can almost do no wrong like I just really like him and even in Winter's Tale, like the movie sucks to me, but I I still really like I just like Wait, Colin Winter's Farrell. Winter's Tale? Did you say Witcher's Tale? Winter's Tale. Oh, okay. And so I was uh, like, Winter's Tale. Is that like a second season <laughs> to the Winter? So Colin Farrell. Movie, by the way, Colin Farrell in the um, in the movie in Fright Night. You know, it's just like I don't know, like good it's just fun to see tony collette and colin farrell in such like ridiculous roles and chris Robbins plas is good too and um 
I don't remember her name and I feel bad. Oh, Emojin Poots. Emojin Poots is a she's she's does a really good job. So and um David Tennant, they all do a good job. It's yeah. all really fun. They all know their roles, and I really appreciate that because a collaboration like this to get the right effect, everyone has to know their roles, and no one can try to be like uh like a screen actors guild actor who's like very serious. You know, they all right. know their parts, and it was fun to see serious, serious actors do non serious but serious role you know satirical roles and that was i think it's just a really fun to see and it's it's just such a bonkers movie and and i don't like vamp like vampires are so disgusting and the older i get the more i'm like i really dislike seeing people drink blood i think that's probably like really close to top of my list of like just nasty things uh but you know that's mine is like like spit really bums me out like there's a couple episodes of bob's burgers that have to do with spit and i always fast forward through them because i get so grossed out like it's <laughs> i mean it's like vampires don't really bug me as much um so um i did want to tell you a little fun fact that you wouldn't have known well i don't know if you would have known even if you'd seen the original okay but do you remember when they're driving down the highway and a guy gets into a car accident. So the actor that steps out of that's Chris Sarandon, and that's the original Jerry. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's so he's cool. Like a little cameo. Oh wow! Uh, he also played Prince Humperdinck. I knew that because yeah. I looked up. I looked. I looked up the cast of the original, and I was like, because I was with Mike, and I said, "Oh, it's Prince Humperdinck." Which, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not really like breaking news, but I got really excited. I did not know that was him, though, in mm -hmm. the 2011 movie. I didn't recognize him. So that is really yeah. cool. When I watched it the first time, because I had seen the original Friday Night before I saw the remake, you know, like I've seen the original a couple of times. And when I saw the original uh, or when I saw the remake and I saw him like walking out of his car, I was like, <laughs> you know, like all excited. I was like, oh, my God, that's like and everyone was like what are you freaking out about i'm like this is like thank you fan service like that's it's just like oh it's perfect you know what yeah. i oh uh, that's cool no that is really neat i loved it it yeah. made me happy that's like a on par with like a stan lee cameo you yeah. know where they oh, make yeah. like i guess like the stan lee cameos they've like become more bombastic but early on it was like they didn't make too big of a deal about it he was just in it and out and and i like that you know when it's just like hey oh that was stan lee and then he's done but yeah um yeah. anyway yeah that's really cool that's a fun fact right? i like I it know. that's a I, true fun fact it is yeah i just i thought it was like really fun like it's just it's and it's like play it's like paying fan service to the original fans of the or you know the fans of the original movie too mm -hmm. which is like you got to do that. You know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, if you're going to remake a movie, you got to be like, oh, hey, look, like, I feel like the the new Ghostbusters, the re, well, that's not really a reboot, but like, um, they did that where they like had the original cast members part of the movie. And I was like, this is awesome that they did that. I love that. You know? Yeah. I think if it's done in a classy way, I totally agree. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So how do you feel about the movie? So I like it. It's fun. I there I have to say I think as far as like the characters go, I like the new one more. I think that in the original they're like Charlie's like kind of whiny and he's kind of a brat. 
and the girlfriend's a little bit annoying too but i actually like the original plot better than i like the new one it's the original's like a little bit more romantic oh what is okay let's i want to know the comparison if you're okay. if you want to tell it now i do okay okay so in the original and it's and i kind of had mentioned like we were texting and i said it's a lot like dracula so in the original um jerry has this like love love his life or whatever that had died and the gr the girlfriend of charlie looks like the love of his life that had died oh, okay so he's like I'm going to turn her and she's going to be like my bride, you know, whatever. So it's more like a romantic, like, and then they have, they do have a scene where they're like in a nightclub, but it's like, it's like a pretty sexy scene. Like I was like watching it and I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm under the collar here. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I liked the more like romantic aspect of it rather than like the building an army aspect of it, you know, um, because there's not any of that in the original. Like, oh, really? Not trying to build an army or anything. Hmm. No. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You should watch it. I'm, I'm going to, I still, I'm still going to watch it. I you just, are. I, I watched the 2011 one on Thursday, so I didn't give myself much time to like because I didn't really think about watching the original until like Friday morning. Right, <laughs> I was like, yeah. maybe I should watch the original because, oh, because of what you had texted me. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, but, oh, well, I'm still going to watch it. I still, you know, it's like Spooktober. Well, we can always talk about it like in a future episode if you want. You know, whatever. Maybe, maybe I'll mention it. But uh, no, so, you know, it's just like tis the season for oh yeah for spooky shit for spooky shit yeah for spooky shit <laughs> exactly so I'll, I'll probably still check it out you should yeah you should. yeah um it's it's cheesy i mean it's, I 80s. Figured, it's from yeah. the 80s so right. you're like if you're going in with your expectations being kind of like you know like this is going to be a mediocre film you're probably going to enjoy it i have seen actually the second one as well oh the one that was like 2013 or mm -hmm. okay yeah it's with jamie murray that, and i looked up the cast list on that and that's like like example number one of when i know i'm not when none of the original cast comes back for a supposed sequel that really bums me out so i imagine it not being very good well and it's like the vampire isn't it, her name is still jerry but she's not like it's not the same character it's like her name's her first name's Jerry, her second name's not Dandridge, but um and um I can't really remember a lot of it, but Jamie Murray's in it. She was in Dexter. She played Lila and Dexter in the second season, and I was like in love with Lila. Like <laughs> in love with Lila. And so when I found out that she was in the second one, I was like, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I watched it. And all I remember was that she was like a teacher or professor or something. And then there was like a scene with like a pool. And that's all I remember for the movie. It, it sounds like it made a big impact. It made a huge impact on me. It was influential in so many different levels. Like, wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't really remember much of it. And I remember being like, this is, it's fine. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever pay attention to this again. Yeah. So. No, anyway. I get it. But, you know, I mean. If you've seen the original, you've seen the, the first one or the, the remake, you might as well watch the second one. But yeah, yeah, it was, it's just like, 
it was more i think like aesthetically pleasing but that was pretty much that was pretty much it okay yeah like would i recommend it nah not even a little bit (laughs) it was like a straight to dvd movie i was gonna say i feel like it it was like yeah pretty under the radar theaters or anything it was like yeah straight to dvd plus like you can kind of like look like there's this there's this one actor god what's his name there's this one actor that like they all i can't remember his name i think it's it's eric something but they always like bring him into shows and stuff when the show's dying and like it's really weird for some reason this actor just has this like thing so it's like sometimes and i'm just i'm just giving an example but like sometimes i'll look at the cast list and i'll like see who's in the movie and i'm like oh no thank you <laughs> you know what i mean like, like just, he's in the movie no like just like I've never seen this person in anything. And then I'll like look at their other stuff and I'm like, or it all looks like really cheesy or like shitty movies. And I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. So what's the, the how does the Eric guy fit into it? Um, he doesn't, it was just a weird, did that, it didn't make sense. <laughs> it's just a weird, like compare. I, I understand. No. It made sense. Like, I understand the point you're making now, but my initially I thought you were going to, tie it like when i see him in a movie i think okay but oh yeah no well that's what i was saying when i see him in a movie i'm like or that's a TV not show. what you were so- oh <laughs> when i see him in a movie or a tv show i go oh i don't want to watch that because he's in this and it's probably going to be bad okay so, yeah that's what i'm trying <laughs> don't i throw your eyes at me you like she's sitting across the room and her eye roll could have it could have not been more obvious it was like a okay you crazy <laughs> no i get it i understand Listen, i feel your eye rolls to yourself <laughs> for later okay i know i'm ridiculous <laughs> i just had something i had a bit of dust in it <laughs> sure of course oh my god i have glitter in my eye <laughs> I understand your point now. Yeah. I understand what you were it's, getting it at. A, it was a roundabout point, yes. but I, I got there. You got there in the end, and that's what matters. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. anyway, regarding the movie. I liked it. Yes. So this movie is pretty gory. Like, it. I think I like that they go there, but at the same time, I didn't like that they go there. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like I said previously like watching him like lick blood off his hands and stuff was really gross but i i think it would have been a more upsetting if they had like neutered it more right, you know right. so i think it's the right amount of gore but it is still like a gross amount right like i don't know it's it's well done they found that balance i like that jerry is a predator yes you know like uh-huh. through and through like and I and what and I do I have to say, obviously talking about the you know previous the you know the original movie, um, I do like a like a vampire romance. Like there's part of me that's like oh it's so cheesy and stupid and I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> She's shaking her head at me. <laughs> but um, with that being said, though, I don't like when they don't portray a vampire as a predator like don't neuter my vampires well you're talking twilight perhaps 
Actually, yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking of. How did you know? <laughs> no, I agree. I liked that he was a monster. Uh-huh. And he was just he was a monster and he had he didn't have remorse. He wasn't uh trying to be a vegetarian vampire, whatever concept that is. You know, he he was like you said, a killer through and through. And I totally agree with you because even when he's just like talking to the, to Tony Collette's character, you like, you're still uneasy around him because he's not normal. He's normal, but not normal, you know? Right. Yeah. And like when he first meets Amy, he's like looking her up and down and you're like, ew, dude, she's like 17. Like, And it's just, it's, uh, it's very, well, and then he's like talking later about, he's like, oh yeah, your girlfriend there, she's ripe. And I was like, <laughs> I was watching that scene. And as he was talking more, I was like, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> I really, I really like that scene. I love the way he played that. And he was so like cool about it. And he was saying like pretty offensive things, but oh, yeah. Since he's a vampire, he doesn't care about social norms and he knows what, you know, he's a predator, like you said. And I thought that that was really good scene with a lot of subtext. And I was actually going to bring up that scene for a different reason. And I think, I guess now is as good a time as ever, but in that moment, he knew that, like, he knew Charlie knew that he was a vampire. Oh, yeah. And. He wasn't being invited in the kitchen, obviously, and he knew why. But he, I think, and that's something I really like, is that he gave Charlie a little warning. And he said, we've all got to keep an eye on our own business. And I think that that meant, if you don't pursue this, I'll leave your mom and you alone. Like, you're safe. You're fine. And then, like, the next moment you see Charlie, like, sneaking into his house. So, he obviously, you know, that's (laughs) broken. Like, he gave him a little warning, subtly. And Charlie just decided, like, I, maybe Charlie didn't pick up on it, or maybe he was just too overcome with, like, oh, my gosh, there's a vampire. But I really I really thought that that was a cool exchange and, and well done in the, in the subtlety. For a movie that's campy, it's, it's pretty – the subtlety is pretty good. And, and Colin Farrell's just so, like, confident and cool. And he's, like, leaning casually against the door, and he's, like – like really saying offensive things about the mom character too or he's like there's there's a smell of neglect you know and yeah <laughs> and and i just think that uh speaking of going back to what you said about like bojack horseman when you talked about characters being true to themselves i thought that they did a really good job making jerry true to himself like you know right like he wasn't like in the last minute like oh no i'm actually in love with your girlfriend or like he was it was all about he was trying to build his army and take over. And one of the things I've never liked about, um, like in True Blood does it too, with the vampires like having to be like in soil in order to like heal or, or like sleep or whatever. I was always really grossed out by that because I'm like, ew, but it's like all this dirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I do like that uh, they have a kind of, there's like a kind like a kind of like an origin story almost for Jerry. Like it's not a really an origin story, but it's enough of one where you're like, oh, interesting. Like he's from the Mediterranean. Um and um I have to I have to say one thing. So Peter Vincent in the original is like a 
almost like a tele-evangelist kind of like he's an older guy and he's like not, not a televangelist what am i trying to say um it, it's it's nothing like how flashy david tennant's character version of that was like okay he's, he's like the opposite of that so like very like kind of more like a christian um like very like a little bit more like religious i don't even i don't really know how to explain it because i haven't seen that movie in a, a while you know but he's not he's like very muted compared to david tennant's character and he immediately helps him in the original from what i remember um but i really like the like reboot they did on peter vincent no because, me too yeah because yeah. first of all the place that he lives is amazing <laughs> and i was like i was like i would live there <laughs> I was yeah like, if someone was like welcome to my lair do you want to live here i'd be like i'll just go get all my things thank you yeah yeah no yeah i definitely want to <laughs> yeah i was watching it with mike and he said peter vincent has like a residency in vegas and mm -hmm. i didn't really know that term before but it's you know like like you have a show contract and then you live live there and so yeah you get like perks you know right, yeah, yeah yeah i, mean, I love his character i love his character as well because it's all a facade or it's not all a facade like he knows his stuff but when charlie's up there like peter vincent is slowly like taking off the peter vincent costume and, yeah, he's, just, yeah. and he's drinking midori like he's a tough guy like midori is not a tough guy drink it's like this sweet like almost like a syrupy melon liqueur that you usually mix with like frou-frou drinks like <laughs> sour mixes or vodka or something you know see, i didn't even know that it's, never just, had it's tasty like when i first see here's here, let me paint you a picture about midori when i turned 21 and started drinking as a 21 year old girl i was like oh i'll have midori give me a midori sour <laughs> you know like that's who drinks midori right. you know like right. in my life at least so it's not like a cool it's not like a guy who's like walking around drinking whiskey or, scotch <laughs> or vodka even it's right. midori is like it's like a drink mixer to make your drink taste like nice and sweet and, and it tastes really good but it's not tough and i and it made me laugh because he's just like he's drinking it straight and it's I don't know. It's it's a comical little uh, accoutrement for yeah, him. Like he, well, he is such a persona of like a tough guy. But then in the reality, is that he's kind of like he. he okay, what am I trying to say? So <clears throat> he has the persona that he's like a tough guy, but then like when the shit hits the fan, he goes and he runs and he hides in his panic room. Doesn't even try and help the other kids. Like mm -hmm. I mean, and um. But then, you know, I mean, really the only reason that he ends up helping Charlie is because his parents were killed by Jerry. You know? Yeah, I like he wouldn't have if it wasn't. But he also wouldn't be where he was if it wasn't for his parents being killed, I bet you. If I'm being honest, I liked the fact that his interest in vampires came about from the fact that he had a an encounter with a vampire mm -hmm. and as a man he did the same thing he did when he was a child the first time he hid but I, if i'm being honest i don't know if i care for the fact that it was jerry who killed his parents yeah because I, I felt like that, that was, was a little bit too like okay well there's other there's obviously other vampires right. in the world so we don't have to you know like explore that 
Um, so I don't care about that, that Jerry was the one who did it. I, I think that, that that seemed like an afterthought almost to me. Right. But I liked the fact that, because like, like, why would this guy have X amount of knowledge about vampires, but not full, like not be an actual vampire hunter, you know, because he had an experience with a vampire, but you know so stop it there you know because now he's qualified to help but it also explains why he was like a coward the first time right yeah i mean i obviously like you know when you watch your parents be murdered by a vampire when you're a kid it's gonna have a huge like huge psychological scars so it's understandable why he reacted the way he did yeah i'm not saying it's right but you know i mean like but it's also like what would i do in a situation where a vampire is coming up and like you know trying to attack me <laughs> I, mean, I ask myself that as well <laughs> yeah right all the time i'm like you you gotta always be prepared it's like yeah you know, the top three zombies vampires and i don't know <laughs> i was i thought i was gonna think of something <laughs> I love when that happens to me when I'm like, something clever will come. Let me just start this joke. I was thinking of mummies, but I was like, no. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's too close to zombies. And then I was like, I was like, werewolves. And I was like, no, werewolves don't exist, Lauren. <laughs> you were running through the gamut of crypto characters. Uh, big feats. Oh, yes. Yes. No, I like, and I like how Peter Vincent had the opportunity to have like a growth arc and become almost father figure-esque mm-hmm. to Charlie and help him in the end. So I thought that that worked really good. Like, I'm glad he, I'm glad he ran into his panic room the first time so he could have that little growth story, you Me know? Too. So too. I, I think that that worked in the yeah. confines of the movie that worked really well. And then he let them have his apartment for a sex pad. So <laughs> win-win, <laughs> you, really. What did you think of the relationship between him and Ginger? Oh, I don't know why people like that stay. You mean his like assistant? Why do people like that stay together? I don't. Yeah, they're like, it's like they're, like they're having sex, but they fucking hate each other. Yeah, maybe they're not actually. Well, maybe they are together because she was like eating ice cream on the bed and watching TV. So it seemed like she probably lived there. But no, I mean, I think that they were together. Yeah. Yeah, sure, I mean, but, like, it, well, it wasn't just like a a sex thing. It was. It seemed like it was some kind of relationship, maybe mostly a sex thing but also a relationship but i don't know it kind of i don't like seeing people like mean to people that they're in a relationship with because it makes me it puts a bad taste in my mouth about the character me too and i i didn't really care for seeing that side of him i didn't and like she insults his performance in the bedroom which i think like that's kind of a cheap joke that i i think is kind of tired at this point like you know i mean like can we can we find something more creative to right. have people say to other to men or, you know and so i i like think the mummy like the new one with tom cruise yeah has like a two minute and you're like ew i don't yeah i like, want to know that like i don't it seems like an easy it's it's like like low-hanging fruit almost yeah 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 no it's, i agree it's just not I, funny i don't think i don't like that they kept like saying like fuck you fuck yeah you, you know and i i liked her because she was just so like she was so um like she was like i'm not gonna take any of your shit you know um for the five minutes she was in the entire movie but um yeah i really like i could have done without all that hatred that they had towards each other because i was just like it's just like a way to make like the viewer uncomfortable for like no reason 
Well, I think it's, I think it's, I agree with you, but I also think that there is a certain group of the population who might, might find that comical, like, oh, right. here's this pathetic guy whose girlfriend hates him, but he hates her, and he's got this persona of being this sexy guy, but he's really not sexy in real life, and so it's comical to see them just hating each other, but... Like all that vitriol is is just it's not comical it's uncomfortable like you said for right. for us like people like us and I would have rather just had it been like maybe an antagonistic assistant for him like she was in his apartment for some reason yeah and she you know she could die the same way but she wasn't necessarily a sexual partner well he does he you know? does say like one at one point like when he's walking with Charlie when he thinks that he's like a um, reporter. He like walks past his girl and he goes, I fucked her. And I was like, uh, like, I just, I was like, cool. Good for you. Like it, but it was like, first of all, like I, I, like if I was in Charlie's shoes, I'd be like, cool. Um, I just met you. So I don't really care that you fucked some random girl. Secondly, you, why would you tell me that? Like, that's like, that's a personal thing. Like, I don't need to know that. So I kind of was like wondering how much of that is the truth and how much is that is a lot you know what I mean like which it's probably more than likely true just because he's like a hugely successful you know like kind of this like sexy like you know vampire hunter whatever slayer um but it, it was it was just so I don't I don't like that like unnecessarily like macho like I'm macho because I sleep with a lot of women like that doesn't make you macho that just makes you like having a lot of sex with a lot of women you know what I mean like it doesn't define your masculinity so anyway what were you saying well I I liked I, I think that line was crude in a way that was interesting just because here's this guy who probably has a lot of finesse and like he seems really smooth and like a smooth operator and very classy when you're seeing his stage show maybe not classy because it's it's kind of like a stupid stage show you know so it's not classy necessarily but he seems like somebody who's like very put together and and then he's just a pig like his like charlie's first impression of him is like here's this pig who's like i fucked her like that's like such a piggish thing to say to a stranger to anyone you know so I, i kind of liked that where like almost as soon as charlie meets him like the scales are starting to fall off his eyes and he's like oh okay this guy is really rough around the edges and you know and then it's just like downhill from there he's like oh that's the kind of yeah and then he he like belches and it's just you know like everything he does is just one more tick in the box of like this guy is a fraud um this guy is not who can help me but he's my last hope and then the viewer is kind of getting that as well well, then he takes off the wig and he has like sideburns that are like and his, fake and like a mustache that's fake. And, his like, goatee. goatee. Like, yeah. And his earrings, his, his like facial piercings. Yeah, and, and then everything he's is fake. Drinking like, Midori. And then he's like talking about having rashes on his balls from like leather pants, not breathing. And it's just all of that. I like that slow reveal where we at the same time as Charlie are realizing like this guy is a joke like it's all smoke and mirrors (laughs) and I and I like that aspect but yeah like the like who cares about his relationship problems yeah no well yeah yeah, and that's I think that's just like that's just the whole thing about Peter Vincent is that it's just a show you Mm -hmm. know it's all a show it's like oh hey look at this beautiful woman I had or woman I had sex with her and you're like 
fucking awesome dude yeah like you're an adult <laughs> man that's pretty likely that you've had sex with somebody you know what i mean <laughs> I know, yeah I'm like cool that's interesting right um <laughs> so i i yeah i know what you mean though like it is a pretty crass like mm-hmm. yeah but i think that i like that that's like the point of it yeah, i guess no i do too i mean i i think peter i i like what they did with him in this version because he's just so over the top you know and ridiculous but it's fun and you like that and and david Tennant is so perfect for that role you know like it, it is just like so it, it's it's just i i i just loved his apartment too like all his stuff he had like all these like beautiful like old you know artifacts and it was just like so cool i mean i like i wish i could have gone there you know what i mean um but i have there was one part that like bugged me and i don't know if this bugged you or if you even really noticed it but when um when jerry comes up and he's like trying to fight them you know and there's like that cup that happens to have holy water in it like that's in that like case i was like the cup happens to have whole, like, depending on how long that cup has been there, that water should be gone. Like it should be, you know what I mean? Well, I think I have a story for you, but I think upsetting for me was that she knew that there was holy water in it because it was very high up right, and it was just a chalice. Too. Yeah. So maybe that would have been better if like he would have said like a check, like we talk about Chekhov's gun a lot, but if he would have like walked them through and been like, that's holy water, whatever. Right, right. So I think it's weird. I do think it's weird that she didn't or that she knew it was holy water with no like lesson on what it was. Um, I liked how she shot him with the silver bullets and he was like werewolves and then she was like vampires and then she got him like I think that was a really cool interaction but I guess yeah how would she know that that's holy water but well and how why was, would there be holy water still in there I was you, gonna tell you an anecdote oh, okay, okay. so I had these like when I was a kid like a little kid I had bath toys like everyone does and you know those little eggs that you can get in like gumball machines that have a prize in them well, I had one in my bath toys and when my niece was born, I was 16 when my niece was born and when she was like maybe two or three, they, my mom was babysitting her and she found my old bath toys and so that would have been at least, I would guess, like 10 years since I'd played with those bath toys at that point and she opened, she got the bath toys out and there was still water in like i i put water in that little egg and there's still water in there so if it's like a, a little like an airtight container it's i guess maybe the water would stay i don't know but it just seems to me like it would evaporate and you know i don't know maybe i mean this movie is about a vampire so maybe holy water in this universe like that's why it's holy water because it never evaporates i don't know i know what I you're mean, saying but yeah it's yeah I mean, it's, it's like, I get what you're saying, but also it just seemed like it was a little bit too convenient that there happened to be water in the sealed container. Unless he just periodically refilled it with new holy water. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, can you, if you're drinking Midori constantly and your mind's all <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> he gets things from eBay. Who knows? He might've gotten That's holy true. water from eBay. Yeah. When he's like, you know like someone oh there's a delivery here for you and he's like come on up and it's like do you get deliveries this late and he's like 
I don't think so. <laughs> that would be totally me. I'd be like, let him, let him come up. I'd be like, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'd be like, is it? <laughs> something I liked about the movies, taking it back, since we're kind of talking about like the middle, but something I, I liked was that the story kind of unfolds in an interesting way. Like the movie opens up with, with um, Jerry, who we learn is Jerry. We don't know who it is yet. Like terrorizing a house in a neighborhood. Which where- you think is Adam. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So then you sort of see like the camera sort of pans around this neighborhood and there's a lot of for sale signs. Yeah. And it's like a little like development. So they all the houses look the same. And yeah. Yeah. And then Charlie, then you're introduced to Charlie and he sort of has this conversation with this really attractive woman across the street. And then he has a little exchange with his mom. And I liked his mom, like the steak imagery of his mom's uh, real estate signs was kind of novel, like the wooden stakes with very pointy ends. And she's loading them into the back of her car and and they're talking about Jerry. And I I liked, I liked how it, how you're introduced to the characters when she's looking at, like, she's mad about the dumpster in Jerry's yard. And she's like, what's all the concrete for? for he's not putting in a pool and you're like oh it's a vampire and he's probably doing something with bodies in his house you know so I think that that's I like that that's interesting and then um there was a line in that moment that I really liked and it was like more deep than I would have anticipated in a movie like this but she asked Charlie uh like how are things with Amy and Charlie's like they're going good she hasn't dumped me yet you know his girlfriend and then the mom is like, I don't think she has a name, does she? Um, let me see. Jane. Okay, the mom, Jane. Her name is Jane, obviously. Tony mm-hmm. Collette. Jane says, you know, getting what you want is almost harder than not getting what you want because there's more to lose. And I really like that line. I think that was really deep. And I like how that played into Charlie's story and Charlie and Amy's relationship as the movie went on and it was kind of like a deep a deep more deep and heartfelt storyline than you might anticipate in a movie like this but not too heavy-handed that it becomes a nuisance and I like that you learn that he wanted Amy to like him and so he kind of like he wasn't lying to her but he kind of like stopped hanging out with Adam and Ed his Chris played by Christopher Mintz class Ed is and they were like his best friends and so I thought and then there's an interaction between him and Amy later in the movie that I want to talk about that I I really enjoyed but so I I like that line though like how getting what you want is is difficult and I was like I didn't expect that level of advice to come in a movie about you know a vampire living next door but then he I have a question for you um he gets to school and uh Dave Franco plays one of his friends and then a uh, guy from such a douche and then the other guy is from like modern family I think his name is Reed Ewing but I he's I know him from modern family uh and he's like an airheaded modern family and he's an airhead in this movie too but uh he's hanging out with like the cool kids now right he is and there was an interaction between him and Dave Franco and Dave Franco, Mark, and another guy, Ben. And they, like, point out his shoes. Is that from the original? Like, is there something in the original about those shoes? Because Jerry points out the shoes as well. And they're called, like, pews or something. Oh, pew. no, no, it was the color. Pews. 
because he the color of the shoes was what everyone was talking about which i thought was funny that everyone is what is what is the color this is use what is it spelled p-u-c-e Oh, wow. I did. I thought they were talking about this. I thought there was a made up shoe brand. Well, no, I thought either it was like an 80s shoe brand that's not in style today. So it was a throwback to the 1985 version or it was a made up brand. um, And they were just like, like, oh, Puce, cool shoes. But oh, it's a color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Puce is a dark red or purple brown color yeah brownish purple or a dark reddish brown that's a lot of different qualifiers but oh interesting that's even funnier i did i thought it was just like this brand no i um i don't remember if it's a uh like a reference to the original or anything um because again i haven't seen that movie in like half a decade but uh yeah no it's it's a it's a mention of the color like which is funny that everyone calls it by the same color because i'd be like oh nice red boots <laughs> you know like i wouldn't be like puce like i would see i appreciate that even more now that they use the terminology that's really right. good <laughs> right right yeah they're like oh that's a bold color for you puce <laughs> um what i have to say i want to say about amy is that um i like that she's like really actually genuinely cares about Charlie, you know? And I think that there are a lot of movies where the like nerdy guy starts dating the like hot, you know, popular girl and she's like vapid or she's a bitch or she's just like, doesn't really care. But with Amy, you like immediately like her because she's like, she gets along. Well, first of all, she gets along with his mom, which is a huge thing, you know. Um, and I love that, like, the mom calls her like honey and stuff like that. So she clearly likes her, you know, because that's like a term of endearment. Um, honey is. Yeah. Yes. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Are you? What are you? Hmm. That's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I just I like that she's she's like a sweetheart, you know, she's a she's a nice person and she's caring about him and she doesn't like she doesn't like she I think she dismisses what he's talking about in a way that makes sense that everyone would dismiss. So, you know what I mean? Like, okay, vampires, Charlie, come on. Like, this isn't Twilight. <laughs> you know, like it's, I mean, she never says that, but like this isn't like fiction. This is real life. You know, so kind of being like okay like but you know it's it's not like she calls him crazy though you know what I mean she doesn't like make him feel bad about it she's just like well you know maybe it's something else that you're thinking of but I I like that she's she's just like genuinely really cares about him you know yeah I like her character a lot the only thing I the only thing I didn't like was when he was like I was going to ask you to the prom, but I thought it was just like a given. And she's like, nobody goes to the dance as a senior. And I was like, oh, that seems a little like, that made me a little sad. Like, I don't know, like maybe he wanted to go to the dance, you know, you don't know. And she kind of blew him off. And I kind of wish like that little tiny part wasn't in the movie because I, it kind of like, I didn't really like it. I don't like it when people are too school for, too school, too too school school for for school. Like, (laughs) needlessly too cool for school i don't right. like that uh and but i agree with you i like her a lot and i like the relationship and i like how she gets properly frustrated when she's trying to have sex with him and he's just more interested in like what jerry's doing and she can't really fathom why 
I think she can't partially fathom maybe why he's so interested in Jerry, but I think also she's nice about him because she's like, don't be nervous, you know? So she gets like normally upset where she's like, fine, have fun with Jerry. I'm going home. But she's not like, it doesn't last for a long time, you know? Right, right. And and I like that she confronts him when he seems to be blowing her off. And she's like, you can't me just too. go from something to nothing. And you're not nothing to me. And I thought that was a really, like, sweet thing to say. I really I, like I really that. I really like that, too, yeah. Yeah. I really like that, and yeah. I like how impressed Jane is. She's, like, listening in. She's like, oh, wow, this girl is, good. you know, <laughs> yeah, she's a like, good egg. She's good for my boy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I agree with you. Like, usually the popular girl is, like, as vapid as, you know, she yeah. seems and she, she's not she's a very like down-to-earth normal girl and she likes him for him and and yeah i i do agree with you i i really i really like their their relationship i think it's really cute and have you ever have you ever seen the movie it's called uh gbf gay best friend no okay so it's it's very surprisingly very cute it's i would recommend it it's very sweet uh but there's a character in the movie that's like the popular like hot girl and um she's really into like science and like chemistry and like and and, like they talk about like her hair looking really amazing and the reason her hair looks so amazing is because she like mixes all these different potions together and so she's like really intelligent and it just it kind of just reminded me of like it was it was such like it's it, she's played by uh, Sasha Peter Peters she's in um pretty little liars but um it, it was like it was just such like a different take on like the popular girl that she was actually like a highly intelligent young woman that liked science too like i was like that's awesome like instead of just being like i'm really into fashion you know like which is very like typical and there's nothing wrong with being into fashion fashion's great i mean i like certain parts of fashion i love evening gowns I don't know why but I'm obsessed with like fall gowns I think they're great (laughs) but um it was it's just nice to see it's nice to not see that trope like I like when people like take it and they turn it over on its head you know what I mean like I'm like yes thank you and and uh back to what you were saying with Amy being like you know coming over and being like don't ignore me I'm here for you I'm part of this what's going on you know like it was very um it was i think i think this movie as far as like the teenage relationship goes is is a more unique film you know? i agree yeah. yeah yeah i like that we don't like i heard this quote from jim carrey of all like i heard this quote from jim carrey years ago and it was an interview with him it was when he I can't remember the exact circumstances. I think it was just like the moment in his life when he realized what kind of comedy he was going to do or like how he was going to have confidence to get noticed in his, in his work, his art. And he said, he just sort of like was musing one day and it occurred to him that he said, people want to be free of concern. They want to be free of concern. So his sort of like, motives when he went on stage was that he wanted people to just be free of concern not like and not in like a like let your cares drift away sort of way but just like put your confidence in him on stage and he's he's got this he's got this show and you are free of you can just enjoy it and i like that a lot and i think about that phrase a lot like i think it is true in a lot of things like in relationships and in 
just life and jobs and you know what I mean? Like people just want to be, he's right. You know, you want to be free of concern. And I like in this movie how you can be free of concern about the relationship because there's not petty drama. Like, right. Right. It's, she's very blunt when she comes to talk to him. She's like, look, don't blow me off. And he, and then the action for like Jerry's attack pretty much starts right after that. But there's no, there's no time for us to watch like this fight or to watch, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. I think like the relationship is strongly written in that they like, you can tell that they care about each other without having to go through these exhausting drama, like teenage antics or anything. And I agree with you. Like, I feel like a lot of, horror movies even that deal with young relationships make them so dramatic and and then you're just like you're like well okay so now we have this conflict between the characters and we also have this conflict between the villain or the monster and now that same can't be said for the relationship with him and ed which um i found a little bit disappointing which we can get to but yes i like the relationship with him and amy it's easy it's uh believable they have ups and downs that don't like make me fret about them you know they have yeah i like that well it's like a it's like the relationship version of the friendship between the two women in the spy who dumped me yes exactly yes they're not fighting it's not petty squabbling like they're there for each other they're emotionally supportive of each other you know they clearly care about each other like i'm just like you know, it's like, refreshing more of that. I want that. <laughs> no, I agree because I hate the obligatory fight and make up, you know, I know. So skip all that. Skip it all. Well, and it's also <laughs> it seems like the obligatory like fight and make up is almost like a lazy way of bringing in conflict without like, oh, yeah, you know, like the way that they do this in the movie with Jerry, which um, I think we should talk about Ed and his relationship with Charlie first, but, uh, it's, you're just like, and that's, and I didn't think that was really out from what I remember. It wasn't really like that in the original, you know, it was like the, I don't think the characters were very likable. The, the leads, um, there's one guy that we, my sister and I always called him fruitcake because someone like called him fruitcake. I don't know what his real character's name was, but I liked him, but I think that when I first saw it, I liked him. And then when I saw it again, I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, it's kind of annoying. But I am very curious as to what you think about that movie because it's just, you know, I feel like I'm selling it, but I'm like not selling it at the same time. You know? Sure. No, that's all right. I, I mean, I'm, you know. I think I've, I mean, I, I've seen like still photos of it. I looked them up. I'm pretty sure what I'm, I'm, I think I'm expecting a pretty, what I'm going to get is pretty accurate to what I'm expecting. Probably. So I don't think you're building it up too much, you know? Okay. Yeah, probably. It's, and even if you were, who cares? It's, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's an 80s movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, so. you know, I know the movie. I've seen the newer one. So. Right. Well. The gist is. Different, but. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. the gist is the sim- similar, right, right, you know? Right, same, so, same idea. It's um, not like, I, it's not going to surprise me. I mean, okay. Let's just keep going. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, Ed and, uh. Charlie's relationship so um I didn't like Ed like really I mean I I empathize with him and that like he lost his friend and now his other friend Adam has disappeared and he's like worried and freaking out but like blackmailing your buddy into spending time with you really you know like that's to me that's I get I get his mindset and I think as a teenager 
thinking that way makes sense. But to me, like, you want your friend's help, but you're like, if you don't help me, I will show everyone this. It's just, like, not cool, you know? I, I liked that. I, I totally empathize with him. Like, you never had a friend that's just, like, blows you off or cooler friends. And then you're yeah, just sure like, all right, well, <laughs> well, I wish I could make that person feel as bad as they made me, you know? Well, okay. Yeah, I guess when you say it from that perspective. I really, I, I liked- mean, I guess in real life, like, I am kind of that petty, but. <laughs> I Well, I believe it's believably petty for, like, young teenagers to be that emotional, stressed out. I mean, I guess they're not young teenagers. They're, like, seniors in high school. So, But I don't know. I, I liked that. I. Because I think Charlie was a shitty friend. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he definitely was. And it's not like Mark and Ben are great guys. Like, Yeah, he doesn't connect. They make fun of him. Like, they're like, oh, Mochaccino, what, did you give up your man card or something? Yeah, and, and like, then Mark he, is, like, insufferable. Yeah, too. so he doesn't, he didn't actually make friends. He just, he is accepted into this group, but they're not actually his friends. And Right. I, li- I really liked Ed um, because I liked how you learn that Charlie and Ed and Adam were the best of friends. Mm-hmm. Charlie is the classic friend who got good looking and cooler as he got older. And he then got a girlfriend and the other two are just sort of like still young and, you know, they haven't peaked yet. Like he did. Well, maybe he has, I don't think he's peaked, but you know, they haven't yeah, no, like, I get it. Like, improved yeah. as much, you know? And and I like that you find out that him and Ed, Ed and Adam are doing this like independent research on Jerry and they got footage of him. And then, and then Jerry hunts, I assume Adam down because he knows that they're after him. And cause oh, yeah. he says the very same thing to Ed and there's a, there's a reference. So uh, in school, Ed pulls Charlie aside to talk to him and Charlie was like, is like, do you have to talk to me here? Like, why are you talking to me in public? And Ed makes a Ghostbusters reference that I totally did not get the first time because I really didn't, like, I wasn't as well versed in Ghostbusters as I am now. And he says, like, oh, talking to you in high school, I'm going to cross the streams. High school will cease to exist. So cross the streams is like a Ghostbusters reference, you know? Oh, and, <laughs> I didn't get that either. Yeah, so I thought that that was pretty funny. And, and it struck me because I'm like, oh, I know that that just went over my head when I saw right. it in 2011. I mean, it went over my head yesterday when <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> and and I like that. I, I think his anger is, is palpable and like his anger at charlie like charlie deserves to be angry at because he's he's being a bad friend and what i didn't like was that charlie and him never had like a a makeup moment i i yeah and mike said the same thing because i watched it with mike and he said he was expecting it like he was in and and especially when he said you know like to amy later like ed was my best friend and i blew him off and and I thought I thought that was really sad that they didn't get a chance and like Ed is just like pissed when he comes to Peter Vince's apartment and I was hoping like it had been long enough since I'd seen the movie that it was a lot of it was like watching a new movie there were things that I didn't remember and I didn't remember that Ed got turned into a vampire but I also didn't remember that they never like became friends again and I and I was hoping yeah. as I was watching it I was hoping it that that Ed and him would like somehow turned to the same side for a little while even though ed was a vampire but that never happened and and i think that that was um a missed opportunity and i i wish that the movie had done that 
I could I could see from I could see why you would want that. I personally kind of I'm glad that that didn't happen. Um but I could see it being more like satisfying um as far as their friendship goes to like see like a moment where you're like, "Oh, they're friends again." Yeah, and like you kind of like Charlie is always just kind of like shitty. I guess in that regard and he's not shitty like charlie is not shitty but it kind of makes him like a a small amount but when he kills ed ed does say thank you oh he does doesn't he when he's like it's like when he's turning to ash like after he gets his chest ed is like thank you charlie but it's kind of like a mumbled oh i i didn't catch that and so there's one moment where it's like oh ed didn't want to be a vampire and you've like you know helped him but it wasn't enough like right you know right yeah i mean i definitely did not seem like he wanted to be a vampire but um so did you like the whole because certain i know there's certain like certain shows and movies like include certain lore that like other stuff doesn't you know what i mean um did you like the whole like not being visible in like reflections and like on the camera yeah i like that on the camera one i thought that that was cool i thought it was awesome because it was a very quick and easy way for charlie to be like oh wow they're not lying yeah he, he yeah. went to lisa oh, loeb's yeah. house and <laughs> yeah because there could have been like like so much more time trying to like prove to him that jerry's a vampire versus just being like that door shut by itself wait what yeah the (laughs) wheelbarrow is like putting stuff in the back of his truck uh, independently of any person so (laughs) so yeah i thought that was it was a perfect way to get charlie on board without you know right right yeah um and of course we talked about the only assholes eat apples in films (laughs) which i'm not on board with but you can go ahead and talk about it (laughs) that's it that's uh there's a trope that um is there is your trope right it's like no i did not come up with this i saw it online oh really yeah what other assholes are there well i mean i it's not like it's it's not like i think it's like arrogant like it it falls kind of like it's it's like a big category you know what i mean well it's like saying only people eat apples like no i mean i just i don't think it's like just specifically like it's it's like powerful people eating powerful people eating apples it sounds like i'm trying to advertise apples like for you know um (laughs) you know i don't know never mind i don't have any proof to back it up except for star wars star trek not star wars star trek in when uh captain kirk eats an apple aggressively yeah but that's not even like he's not an asshole but he is kind of in the beginning but you're not supposed to think of him as an asshole like you're always supposed to like be rooting for him but he's like arrogant though that's not that's not an asshole though but that's an asshole to me i don't know (laughs) you don't have any other like the the article that you saw doesn't have any examples i don't have any other examples no i saw this years and years ago oh like this isn't new okay well Just, you know, if you ever... I always thought... I thought that Jerry was eating apples because he's a vampire and he doesn't, like... Like, he doesn't eat, like, normal things. So he eats apples and he drinks beer, which is kind of, like... I think it's kind of interesting because 
like in Let the Right One In, like she tries to eat a now and later, or in Let Me In, I can't remember which one it is. She tries to eat a, a now and later and she gets really sick. Mm-hmm. So I liked the aspect of like, he can blend in with humans enough. Like he can eat this natural, naturally occurring fruit. Beer's not really naturally occurring, but you know what I mean? Like, right. But it, you know, like he's not a human, so he doesn't have, like, he doesn't eat french fries or meat or bread or anything. So I right. kind of like that he, and also like, Apples is kind of like the biblical, like, loss of innocence sort of thing. So right. evil character. But I didn't, I, I, I haven't, like, in my life, I haven't noticed a trend of, like, evil characters or bad characters or assholes or powerful people eating apples in movies. So that's <laughs> just, just something I don't, I don't know about. But, right. Um, right. No, I like, I don't like in, um, in the in the show, I haven't seen the movie, but... In the show, what we do in the shadows, um, they can't have any any human food or they puke. Like there's one scene where um, this one character eats pizza and like his projectile vomiting makes him shoot all over, like fly all over the parking lot. (laughs) I love comedic vomiting so strongly and like Mike does not like any sort of vomiting. I don't like I'm not really uh, any sort of it and I really enjoy it. Like it's it's probably unnatural how much I enjoy it. <laughs> and that sounds like something that I would really enjoy. <laughs> I think it would. There's one there's one scene where this this character's name is Naja. She's my favorite and she um has this like lover that keeps being reincarnated as like a bunch of different things. Like one time he's like a horse, another time he's like a washerwoman, like all this different stuff. So she she meets him in his current form and she calls him Gregor, but his name is Jeff, but she can't like remember his name. So she's like, now his name is Jess. Jeff. Yes. Jess. Jeff. He's like trying to give her like a piece of popcorn. And um, he's like, just put it on your tongue, just put it on your tongue. And she's like, she's like doing all these things to try to avoid it, you know, but then he finally gets it. And she's like, (laughs) 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 like everywhere. I think, I mean, I, we've talked, or I've talked about that show before. um, And I think you would really like it. It's very funny. Yeah. We watched two episodes together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 I saw the movie. Right. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. need to see the movie. Um, Yeah. No, comedic puking is a, a Dominic DeCoco. I love yeah, it. The Baron, though, shooting across the parking lot flying because <laughs> he's puking so hard is, is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I like when vampires can eat human food. It just like, I think it's like at a, from like an evolutionary standpoint, if you're going to like think of them, if they were real, it makes more sense that they would be able to do that in order to fit in with other humans so that these other humans don't like their vampires you know what i mean i do but i also i like the idea of a vampire doing that like actor trick or like you know just a trick where you're like pushing food around on your plate but you're not actually eating it and people just don't notice you know right right I, I do like that aspect as well. If I mean, they, I don't know if I've seen that before, but I think that would be an interesting thing where it's like, have you ever seen the way Jerry eats? He doesn't actually eat. He just yeah. pushes the food around, you know? Right, right. So I think that's also could be an interesting aspect, but that's obviously not in this movie. But I do, 
know what you mean where they can more easily blend into society by eating is also yeah something i mean again evolutionary standpoint it's <laughs> gonna help you survive is what i'm saying yeah but you i mean, mean at that point it's like you know like you don't need to eat blood you just eat a steak i don't know <laughs> well i in okay so like in vampire diaries one of the characters is eating like a meal like a human meal and um and one of the the like main characters like how can you eat like human food and he's like well if i eat human food but i drink blood as long as i drink blood everything goes like normally so it's like it's basically like is it weird to think of a vampire like sitting on the toilet (laughs) like it is kind of weird to think of vampires on the toilet but also it's not illogical to think of a vampire like excreting waste you know what i mean like everyone's got to do it but like if he's drinking blood it's just like i think piss it's weird to think of a vampire being like i have to buy new charmin wipes (laughs) i don't know i don't know um I, weird, I, I think to me i would think that they would like only excrete like once a week or something you know what i mean I like snakes like only need to eat like once a week it's you know not I mean? really like the amount of times they go it's just them going like they could go every day or three times a day but it's just funny to me to think of them having like a crossword puzzle because they're <laughs> sitting on the toilet right you know, You're like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go read uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. I'm super into yeah. this book right now. You know, it was written the year I was turned. <laughs> I want to poop on your toilet. <laughs> in your toilet, not on your. Is, a vampire would give an upper decker. I think that How seems much... like something a vampire would do. <laughs> How do you sit on this thing? Is this is why are they German? <laughs> They could be any nationality. That's true. They can. Yeah. You know, most of them, I think, are Transylvanian, though, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about when he went, when Charlie went to rescue Doris. So uh, I, I, I really like that scene. So he sees, so he calls the police because he hears a scream, which I think, like, why would you call the, you know, like, I know why you would call the police, but at the same time, like, if you think I'm he's glad. a vampire, why would you call the police on him, you know? Well, I think at that point, did he, was he like aware? Well, I guess he was kind of like he had the knowledge that he might be a vampire. Well, he, yeah, they had that, like, he went to, like I said, he went to Lisa Loeb's house and <laughs> he watched the video footage on Ed's computer and right. saw that there was, you know, that that uh, Jerry didn't show up on film Ed didn't show up to school and then him and Jerry, Charlie and Jerry had the interaction at the kitchen door where Charlie was not letting him in. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and then, so yeah, then he's aware that something is, he's aware that there's, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was weird, but I did like how, um, just general piggishness made the cops leave how jerry's like yeah i made her scream and they're like hey let's high five because we're all bros you know i I thought that was funny uh because it was believed like it it worked in a believable way he didn't have to kill the policeman or anything you know because if he had to kill the policeman that would be a whole another mess and storyline and and just unnecessary uh like superfluous 
parts of the movie. So I like right. that he just, and then later in the movie, Charlie's like, last time I called the police, they almost went to Chili's together. And I thought that that was clever. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought it was a really good way to get like, get that out of the way almost like why would you call the police but why wouldn't you call the police so it's out of the way you know yeah i i have to say i like that he called the police because i've seen numerous movies where like something is happening and someone's like i'll just take care of it myself i'm like call the fucking police like just call the police like don't put yourself in danger you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and i have certainly been very vocal about how i feel about the police and i don't think that they're the greatest um but um in an in instance of a movie or tv show like when they don't and and they're like stubborn about it and like you know what dude and then they die i'm kind of like i told you i told you what you should have done <laughs> And you didn't listen because you can't hear me. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so I, I like that he did that because it was, it was unique to, you know, yeah. Like it was, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I, yeah. But um, yeah, no, the whole, like <laughs> the whole, like being bros thing, like they don't even investigate it a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like, they're not like, oh, can we maybe come inside and see what's going on? And and uh, they're just like, <laughs> yeah, you dog. <laughs> I yeah, I thought it was I thought it was funny. Um, I do want to go back because you reminded me of something really quickly, and I wondered if this was like an homage to like the trope. But did you notice that in the beginning when Adam was getting terrorized by the vampire, instead of running out the door, he ran upstairs, and then when Ed was being chased by yeah. Jerry, he also ran upstairs, and I, I wondered if that was, like, a scary movie trope that they were, like, tipping their hat to, or if it was just, they just, that's how the plot advanced. I don't know, but I appreciated it, and also at the same time was frustrated by it, because you're like, <laughs> just like Drew Barrymore says in Scream, like, why do they run upstairs? I know, it's you know? not, it's, <laughs> yeah. and I was actually, like, yelling that at the screen, like, when Ed was running up the stairs, I was like, why would you run up the stairs? Now you're trapped yeah. up there. Like, I was like, you go out the door. You, and, like, you need to get away from this guy and make as many hiding spots as you can. Right. You know, like, and it's like, you going upstairs in a, probably a likely smaller space than downstairs is not going to fucking do it. You know, like, and also this guy can smell you you know so yeah you know you're like okay good luck do what you do but you know and then he dies so you're well he dies in the pool but um it almost seemed to me like when jerry's turning him that he's almost like accepting of the being turned did you notice that like to me it seemed like he was kind of yeah like he almost like like hypnotized him in a way yeah like he, yeah which he did like to the girl ed, like, too and like ed was like okay yeah he did it to amy in the club as well oh yeah that's right yeah. yeah so maybe that's that's also maybe how the cops didn't investigate any further we, they well, don't really explore that but it's possible that he has like some sort of like, like glamour or something yeah but that's what they called it in true blood yeah but yeah, glamour yeah um but anyway so back when he was well wait wait, wait. so but the thing is that I, I agree with you that it could be it, but the he didn't do it to Amy until she tasted his blood. So I'm wondering, like, is it a thing where they have to taste his blood in order to be, you know, hypnotized? But that seems like 
a lot of work to get someone hypnotized because you're not going to be like, here, just taste it. Just taste my damn body. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't do that to, to Ed. So right, I don't right. know. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure. They don't really talk about. No. Yeah. No. But I mean, it's yeah. Not, that's not what it's about. It's not, you know, you're not. Both to... of the characters did that, but I don't know. But then like Mark and Ben or Mar I don't know if Ben died, but Mark in the car just was like attacked outright. Right. So I, don't, I, I think don't I think I think it's probably safe to say that Ben probably died, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it were me and I was like, this was my food, I wouldn't be letting my food. Get away. Sure. You know I mean, I'd be like, yeah, no, you're like a mighty tasty. When's the last time you bathed? Ugh. Who are you chasing? <laughs> chasing Ben. He looks like he's dirty. Oh, daddy. Dirty. He's dirty. A oh. Dirty <laughs> so back to Doris. So <laughs> have you seen that scene in Futurama where they have the new bureaucrat coming in, like in um Hermes leaves and she's like, Dirty boy, dirty boy. I'm not sure. I that doesn't sound familiar, but I did it's <laughs> it's like there's like a an episode with uh well there's a couple episodes of Lucy Lou, but where Fry makes her into a um uh like he downloads her image and then he like downloads her onto like a she bot or whatever and so they're like like making out and stuff but she's like a robot but she's like wow you're always so interesting i love how you talk about this fill up jay fry <laughs> like whenever i see that episode i always walk around and do like the robotic voice like like it like oh that's so interesting the pooping and eating more <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of that. Anyway, um, what were you what were you mentioning about? Uh, no, I was just talking about when he. I really like the suspense of when he snuck into Jerry's house to try to save Doris, and he's in the house, and it's kind of like there's not much furniture, and the windows are all blacked out, and he goes up and he finds his like little study, and he takes a picture of the vampire crest, and then he finds the secret room. I have to say real quick that drove me nuts because he's like flash loud click i was like turn off your fucking clicker thingy and the flash because you can see it from the window which, yeah like it's kind of like i don't think jerry saw it because he didn't well he back. drove away yeah right right but it was still it it just it, it's like one of those things where like you hear about people taking like a picture of someone that they see like on the subway but they're like flashes on i'm like how stupid are you, <laughs> you know what I mean? just it drives me nuts uh, yeah they did just take time to show the outlet you could see it flashing but i thought that that was weird because jerry was gone so yeah, i don't I know that was weird too, like that they were gonna that that was gonna be part of it but yeah it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. um and he finds doris in like the like secret behind the closet wall and she's like kept in like this like tiny room where he apparently keeps all his victims and you find out later that he like feeds slowly over time so he keeps the victims alive for a while which mm -hmm. i thought was interesting but i liked how he's it's so it's very intense like jerry comes home and so you're like oh my gosh he's stuck in this vampire's house what's gonna happen right and then he he tries to get doris out and he can't, so he hides in, the, in another one of the little, like, keeping rooms. And, well, and I love how he has, like, a professional lock picking. Well, kit. I like how he, he gets to the house and he, like, just looks it up on Google then, like, how to pick locks. <laughs> like, he has, like, a professional lock picking yeah. kit. Well, where did he get, like, the pick and everything? And, well, it's like a bobby pin and a pick, so that's not, like. Right, but it's still, it's still, like, 
come on. Like you're, you're not going to learn how to unlock a, a door that fast. Well, you that's know why I mean? it's funny. Like, because he like, he goes to the door and he tries to do it and he can't. Right. Right. And then he's trying to do it or yeah. How did he get into the house? I can't remember the first time he tried to pick it, but I don't think it, Oh, we found the key in the rock. He shook the rocks oh, and found yeah, the key yeah, okay. cause he couldn't pick the lock. Right. But I thought it was really cool when she, when Jerry was like, feeding on her and she like put her finger on her mouth so like yeah. so to to make sure that charlie kept quiet and that i thought was that, such that a was creepy like it was very creepy yeah, yeah. and so then she's like dying and she's like don't breathe a word like, yeah and, and it's just like and it's and i think i almost think that she would have fought harder if it weren't for charlie there like she was doing it in order to make like sure that charlie didn't get hurt to you know what i mean like maybe or like i don't know like to me although i guess she it seemed like she was no yeah i don't know i i, I thought that maybe that was kind of like what was going on because i don't know it seems to me like you would fight a lot more you know if someone's trying to kill unless you. he does that thing like he did with you know the right, other two right. in some way but um and then Jerry goes downstairs, and I, I think it's interesting that Charlie doesn't escape. He still tries to save Doris, and then he gets her out. He's actually able to, like, pick the lock. He gets her out. And as they're sneaking through the house, I couldn't remember what happened. And I was like, he has to know they're there. He has – Jerry has to know. And, oh, like, yeah. the whole time I was like, how does he not know? And then they see that cool, like, reflection shot where the fridge is opening by itself. But then – Jerry's walking across the house and they're like playing this game of like cat and mouse. And then they walk out the door and Jerry is like standing in the shadows. And I was like, okay, good. He knows. Cause I would have been really disappointed if Jerry right. was just like, and then it totally shocked me when she exploded, when she hit sunlight. Right. And I thought that was so cool because even though I'd seen the movie before, I forgot about that. Right. I forgot about that too. Yeah. I like, I, I think it would make no sense that he wouldn't know that they're in there. You know, like he, this is a highly developed, you know, predator. Like he has extreme, like he can hear a lot better than we can. He can smell, he can see. So it, it wouldn't make sense that like, you know, like a regular person like you or I might have no idea. Oh, because, big time. Yeah, very quiet. But yeah, to me, it seems like he would definitely know. But then I, I did like that they showed that he was kind of like, it's kind of like. <laughs> and do you think, huge. like, do you think he let her leave with with Charlie? Jerry let Doris leave with Charlie to show Charlie, like, I'm in charge. Like, to shock. Like, so Charlie knows that, like, oh, crap you yeah. know because like he let him go like right. he didn't stop him at all so was he like what was his, what do you think his like motivation for letting them go was was it to scare charlie or was it for i could see it being like what you said a control thing where he's like you think that you got away from me but you have no idea you mm -hmm. know what i mean um and because you see charlie later and he's like clearly traumatized like he's been like, awake all night like he's yeah he yeah. has like the thousand yard stare yeah. going on like he's Big like time. like he is like i've seen shit and i'm really disturbed and i was surprised how well he put it together or held it together because they were like they've been friends like they've been neighbors for a while and he would talk to her and everything so they definitely like like i would be very sad about it it's you know I mean? oh it's tra traumatic like yeah okay. yeah i mean i i guess there's a certain point where you might you just don't know how to process it 
So like something like crying might not even occur to you because you're just like, what happened? You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Yeah. Like I just like in the span of 24 hours learned that vampires are real. A vampire lives next door. A vampire killed a woman I know and she exploded in the sunlight. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That would be a lot. It'd be, um, I mean, I, I really like to that the like assault that like Jerry starts putting on the house with like tearing up like the taking out the gas line and everything um which is kind of funny that we've had two movies in a I row. was thinking <laughs> the same thing <laughs> where someone used gas as like a weapon we see like the same image almost of the the oven <laughs> pulling away from the wall and the gas line breaking yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I like, thought I that like as that well. Amy caught on to it like right away she's like the, it's something's not right here um but I love that he's like, he's like, can't, or I can't get invited in if there's no house to invite or whatever he said. Yeah. Like, so like, like you can, I don't need an invitation if there's no house. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then like trying to escape and he throws that fucking like motorbike at them. Like, and she, poor Amy is like just sitting there. Like she's like trying to breathe and like calm herself down. And then this like fucking thing flies in her head like this poor girl you know yeah i really like something i want to rewind to is um so when charlie is trying to keep his mom and amy in the house well okay i want to rewind a little further so charlie is like putting crucifixes and garlic all over the house and his mom comes into his room and he's she's like what is all this and he's like oh it's it's a it's a little joke i'm doing for amy and then amy comes over and they have that speech that we talked about and then um Charlie's trying to keep them both in the house and Jerry's like knocking on the door and Jerry's like, I need to talk to you about your son. He broke into my house. If you don't talk to me, I'm going to have to call the authorities. And I liked how Charlie was like, mom, don't let him in. Trust me. And then the mom like took his side and she's like, fine, call the authorities. And yeah. I really liked that. Like, I, I like, I really appreciated that. And then, so then Jerry goes to the backyard and the mom does this thing that that i think is really funny she's like oh this is for the little thing you're doing for amy i can't believe jerry's in on it too and she's like she just thinks it's like this thing that they like he's doing for amy's sake for a second until she's like wait what is he doing to my yard and then she's so cute yeah she's so cute i love that was like one of the biggest things i remember well because i'm i'm a huge tony collette fan i love tony i will pretty much watch any movie that Tony Collette is in because I I love her. I think she's fantastic. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Um, but like that was one of the things that I remembered is that I remembered how much I liked the mom because I thought she was just like adorable. <laughs> well, she and she like believed in her son and stuck up for yeah. him, you know, in the yeah, face of like nothing... potentially him breaking the law, you know. Right. There's nothing like more frustrating than and it's like this happens with like wives too where the wives are like there's something going on in this house or there's something wrong with so-and-so and and, like the husband or like the parents are like you know like if a kid's like there's something wrong with so-and-so and and the kid they're like oh you have such an active imagination and then like shit hits the fan and they're like so you were actually telling the truth the whole time I'm sorry to believe you but I liked that she was like okay I may not understand, but you're my child and I will respect that, you know? And I was like, yeah, thank you, mom. Thank you. Yeah. That was so refreshing. It was. It's, it's like, it's so nice to, to see that. It's just, it's so frustrating when you have someone that's just like refusing to acknowledge or believe. And it's like, okay, 
<laughs> you know, like, thank you. Thanks yeah. for being there for me. I needed this, but whatever. Um, but yeah, no, she's, she's great in that. But I, I didn't like really see the part where she hit her head other than when she fainted. Is there another? I think she like just hit her head on the cement when she fainted. I think that's all that happened. Um, It seemed like such an, like, it almost seemed like sending her to the, not like sending her to the hospital was an extreme reaction, but like Amy was like, oh, her head. And I was like, I don't even think she really hit it. You know? Yeah. I think it was just, it was, maybe they should have like, hit that a little bit harder because it was just like a way to get her out of the picture i think but right. yeah, i think the the implication yeah. was that she hit her head on the cement but yeah it's not like i would have like, liked totally to see her like face. maybe get a little bit more injured so it made more sense mm-hmm. like i don't i don't want her to die or anything i'm just saying like if she got you know like hit in the stomach or something or, or whatever you know like and it was bleeding then it would make more sense but yeah it's it seemed like such a like a minor like just like it, I was like, I've hit my head that hard before and I've never gone out. So, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I mean, the other week I had this, um, I like hit my head on like a cupboard and like the next day I was like, oh my God, I have this sore spot on my head. Like, and it really, and I like had not really noticed that before, but it just, it seemed, I think it's like what you said. It was a good way to get her out of the picture, but I think it still would have been just an, just as an interesting movie or just as interesting of a movie with her part of it too, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I agree with you, but I disagree at the same time as like, you don't want that many people to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like. Well, and also I think that maybe it would have been more difficult to get into like Peter Vincent's place, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. you would have had to do this obligatory, like this is my mom and my mom is like, Oh, Peter Vincent, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that it was probably easier if she was like not part of the, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about her. Right. Um, and I like, I like I, that he left all those crucifixes all over and as he's walking away, he's like, my mother's very religious. Yeah. <laughs> I like that as well. I also liked in the accident scene, there was two things when they're driving. And so Jerry is like under the car and he starts like putting his hand up through the floor of the car. And, and Charlie's like, that's a fucking vampire hand, a fucked up vampire hand. I thought that was really funny. And then I really liked how there was like exposition on how to stake a vampire. Cause Jerry's like, Oh, Charlie. Yeah. Getting staked really hurts. But if you don't hit the heart, everybody misses the heart and the heart is right here and it's like obvious but at the same time it works for the movie because the movie is always self-aware like it's it's never too serious it's always it always knows exactly what it is right and so he gets staked but they obviously miss the heart so you know that he's not gonna and you know you know he's coming back you know what i mean and then um so i I really like that aspect where you like charlie now knows where the heart is so he's not going to mess up again right and the interaction between him and amy at the hospital i did want to talk about i thought it was really sweet how she was like how he was telling her how he he used to be kind of dorky and he kind of changed a little bit and not in like lying to her sort of way but just to seem cooler and she was like i knew you were a dork you think that i didn't know i yeah. like that i like yeah. that you're smart and you're different and i thought that was really sweet I like that too. And especially since she's like, what do you think? I want to hook up with Mark or Ben. Yeah. Because she's so obviously like disgusted by the idea. So I, I agree with you. I like that. She, she's like, listen, that nerdy part of you that you were trying to hide, I actually like it. So don't hide it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was, it was, uh, 
she's just a cool character. She's a very likable, likable girlfriend. And I, I'm glad that she was so likable because I think that I've had a lot of experiences where the girlfriend is like either really annoying or she's just like, ugh, whatever, you know? Yeah. It's kind of a trope. Yeah, Yeah, it is. So the scene, um, I was thinking, so they have that whole thing with Peter Vincent that we talked about and then they, um, and then Charlie sort of gives Peter Vincent a pep talk, like you're, you know, you're just a coward or whatever. And then Charlie is determined to fight jerry himself and peter gives him the stake that's like you know because amy got turned into a vampire in the nightclub and so peter's like here use this state or use this stake it's blessed by like saint michael or something yeah. it, it should it should turn all of his victims back i like that too i, I like, like that, that. Was, yeah because easy peasy you know right. well and they could have done they could have done something where um, like he stakes him with just a regular stake and all of the victims turn back and that doesn't really make sense. Right. But I like that there was like, like an exposition where it's like, if you use this particular stake and it's a very special one because of this reason, then this will happen. And I, and mm-hmm. it's, it's when, when things just occur with like, yeah. no rhyme or reason for them to occur, you're kind of like, excuse me. What yeah. is the explanation here? You know? And then you have, like, and then even more motivation for Charlie to kill him is because he potentially won't lose his girlfriend forever. So there's more of a fire under him yeah. to, like, get this taken care of. And, yeah, I agree with you. And yeah. so I liked, <laughs> so <laughs> when he gets to the house, I totally forgot that Peter Vincent shows up to help him peter vincent's like you know what i don't really like who i am either so i'm here to help you and i thought that was cool and so so charlie gets to jerry's house and he hears amy and he you know she's like in one of those little like rooms that doris was in but she falls to the basement oh yeah yeah i wonder if they're I was it's, wondering if there was like a trap door in there or something. That, yeah, Peter Vincent, I think, says like, oh, it's a trap door. So Peter Vincent shows up okay. in that moment and then they go down into the basement. And and that's where all the concrete came from. That's where all the concrete <laughs> came from. And so Charlie goes into this other room with with Amy and she's like talking about how she's going to turn him. But he staked her or something, but not in the heart. Yeah. And she's like, you missed. And he's like, I know. And then, then him and Peter Vincent are in the basement. And this part I really, really like. So, <laughs> so Amy, so Jerry like gets Amy and Peter Vincent and Charlie are sitting in this like one shaft of sunlight. So none of the, like all the vampire victims start coming out of the wall. Cause he's like making an army of vampires and, right. and, but they can't touch them because they're in this shaft of sunlight. And, um, oh, I like it just, just to, um add to that i like that he when charlie went in there he broke every single um window yes me oh yeah yeah. i thought that that was because i don't know if i would think of that no i wouldn't think yeah like i thought that that was clever i was like okay good for him you know yeah he was making sure so that's true that it was good yeah then then he like the floor busted and the sunlight came down to the basement um but so Charlie and Peter Vincent are sitting there and Peter has gotten attacked by the like the alien or alien vampire army and he's like I'm starting Wait, to what? smoke. <laughs> this is a different movie. Yeah, he's like smoking in the sunlight and Jerry's like yeah you're turning into a vampire because he got bit. So they're sitting there 
Peter Vincent's turning into a vampire. Charlie's mom is in the hospital. His girlfriend is now a vampire. It's like the world as he knew it is over. Right. His house is destroyed. He His almost died. His friends are dead. And Jerry and Amy start making out. And Jer- no, and Ch- uh, sorry. And Jerry and Amy start making out. And Peter Vincent goes, "Well, that's rough." And that made me laugh really hard because it's like, like. The the cherry on top is that now his girlfriend and Jerry are like making out, yeah, and I just I know. really loved how like that was when Peter Vincent was like, oh, that's rough. <laughs> that's the hard thing to to endure. And how do you think that like if you put yourself in his shoes, like how do you forget about that? Like if you watch your partner as a vampire, like get really like almost like sexual like like oh, intense like it was. Yeah. With, with another guy like how does that like that's still in your brain like maybe she doesn't remember we don't really explore that like but right how do you how does that I don't even I know I I was thinking that too because I'd be like are you still made out with that vampire though like I'd be like mm, in a very so sensual like, way yeah, yeah. like, was, like she was, drank like he cut his chest and she like drank yeah yeah, yeah when I was watching that scene I was like, this lucky bitch got to make out with Caliber a bunch of times. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it's funny because when I when I was hanging out last night with a, that friend, um, she was I was telling her about Friday night and she's like, she's like, Oh yeah, Colin Farrell was in it. She's like, that was when he was hot. And I was like, when he was hot, I was like, excuse me, he's only gotten hotter. <laughs> okay. She did not agree with me. Really? On that. No, she's not. Wow. She, she, I think she saw some role of his that she didn't like him in or something. And that kind of like, but I think it was, uh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was, I don't, I can't remember what it was. So anyway, but, um, yeah, she was like, oh, that was when Colin Farrell was hot. And I was like, no. Okay. (laughs) I was like, excuse me. I only started becoming attracted to him when he got older. So, but that's me. So, you know, it's like pretty, you know, typical. Like, like when I go like, Hey Google, how old is so-and-so? And And Google's like, so-and-so 66. I'm like, all checks out. (laughs) Yeah. So I liked the basement scene and then he stakes him. He, well, Oh, there's something. Yeah. I was going to, you want me to go? Okay. <laughs> There's like that whole thing where uh, I like Peter Vincent. I like how we've referred to him by his full name the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Like it's Peter Vincent. There's like, there's certain people like I used to, I used to go to school with a guy named like Mike Blair and like whenever my teachers would like mention him, they'd be like, they'd be like Mike Blair. I can't say just your first name. I have to say your full name. And that's how I feel about like Peter Vincent. It's like Peter Vincent. Like you can't just say Peter. Cause you're like, who the fuck is Peter? No, it's Peter Vincent. <laughs> well, Peter Vincent. He's a very famous, uh, yeah entertainer like, right like and then when you're talking to him you're like peter vincent please <laughs> um, <laughs> i like that he peter vincent goes well you could set him on fire because a uh, you know vampire is not gonna be able to think when they're on fire and charlie's like oh, how do i get close to him if he's on fire mm-hmm. like oh yeah well i guess that would really but that's what ends up happening yeah you know i wonder like it it like i I was wondering if he like put some sort of special gear on to like decrease the damage to his skin from the fire. You know what I mean? Well, he did have like tactical gear. Like he went to like a surplus store and got like oh, tactical right. gear. So maybe there's like a certain amount of like 
fire retardant in it. I don't know because you don't really see any anything like that, but you do see him buying the gear, and he says to the guy like, "I'm gonna kill a vampire," and the guy at the store is like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Could you imagine though? Someone's like, "I'm gonna go kill a vampire." Be like, I wish you the best yeah man. good luck like, <laughs> yeah like but those vampires they sure are vampire <laughs> like and then i'd like go to my manager later and be like you will not believe this psychopath yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um yeah i uh so because i noticed that when peter vincent lit him on fire that he like immediately went up in flames so that's why i was like huh interesting you know, but it didn't seem like he really suffered much damage, you know, other than him passing out. But I think it was just because he was like thrown around the room a bunch of times. You right. Know? Yeah. Makes sense, you know, and then he was able to stake him, obviously. Yeah. And she was clever. I like that they did that. Yeah, I did, too. And then his girlfriend came back and she was like normal. And Mike questioned this as well. And I wonder, like, do you think that they can remember their time as vampires or is it just like... I don't think that they can. And the reason I don't think that is because when Mark was turning back to human, he was like, where am I? Where have I been? Like, so I think that he, he he did say like, oh, that was a crazy night, but I don't know what that entails or what it means. Right. And then I like how it sort of wraps up and then him and his girlfriend are at Peter Vincent's house about to have sex and he his mom charlie's mom calls so you know she's okay and she's talking about how she's getting stuff ready they bought a new house she's getting stuff for the new house so you know that that's working out and then i like how peter vincent comes in and he's like sorry sorry i forgot my phone and then he says don't do anything i wouldn't do that's not very much it's like sushi and mini golf and then he left yes <laughs> i laughed at that part so hard because i was like because i could totally imagine me saying something like that like walking out and being like don't do anything i wouldn't do which is pretty much like mini golf and like going on the beach um <laughs> you know i loved it it was i like sushi so i don't i don't agree with peter vincent on that but um that i thought that that was funny that was clever mm-hmm. i like i like the casting for this movie i thought it was i never felt like anyone didn't fit into the role that they played i agree know? I, it was very well done. Yeah. It was it was just a very succinct little movie that that was two very, hours long, very little. Yeah, didn't just didn't take it. It was just all self contained. I think mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. the yeah. the performances were good and it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So would you recommend it? I would one hundred percent. I I I was actually like looking forward to it because I I was looking forward to watching, looking forward to us reviewing it because I was looking forward to watching it again because I hadn't seen it in a long time and I I know I liked it so much and so I I just it's really fun. It's a good it is movie for Spooktober and it's it's a great performance. And you get to see Anton Yelchin, which is you know nice and and really fun. Yeah, it's uh, comedic and self-aware and well-made it's it's not it's campy in the fact that it knows what it is but it it looks very good it's very well made and i think that that's really cool as well yeah i agree yeah would you agree that it's um and it's not like it's not like really cheesy either like it has the it has the potential to be cheesy but it just doesn't ever like it is campy you're right but not in a cheesy way yep yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Whereas, like, the originals definitely, I mean, yeah. it's 80s, so, you know, you don't, you, yeah, cheap. well, it's not like, it's not like Army of Darkness, where it's, 
like part of the identity of the movie is that it's just like almost like cheaply made right it's right. like a, a a real like high budget major motion picture it looks oh, yeah, like for sure, for but sure. it's just like campy in it in in its um attitude you know yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah would you recommend yeah. it yes i like it i think it's fun i enjoy it every time i watch it i saw it in theaters and i love the last song the um by hugo the uh 99 problems one. Oh yeah. yeah i thought yeah i for some reason i thought that was ben folds so that's funny <laughs> no <laughs> his name is hugo um i remember because i remember walking out of the theater and iding the song as i was leaving so i was like i love this song this song is great and i was like iding the song as my on my phone and um because i i mean i i wouldn't say that i'm a particularly like big fan of like the jay-z like 99 problems but that one is like it's it's just like a it's just like it's just not the same you know oh I mean, of course well very yeah much like a sample of like the, very, it's not a cover yeah yeah but um it's yeah it's fun and i love the cast i think everyone does a great job anton yelchin's awesome and very tragic what happened to him um but yeah overall for sure i would definitely say for sure yeah yeah it's a fun movie for spooktober you know and if you want to watch it you should watch the original too <laughs> Yes. Anyway, so you can follow us on Instagram at Watchers of Movies and at Facebook at Watchers of Movies. And we have another little Instagram called The Watchers Who Find Things. And if you want to send us a message via direct message, you know, go for it. You can email us at Watchers of Movies at gmail.com. And if you have a movie that you'd like us to review you can either email us or if you want it to go to the top of our list which won't happen till after spooktober we have a couple more like people that have requested things so probably not for like a month at least um no it'll probably be more like two months but anyway we'll put your stuff right after all that and if you but you got to go on itunes give us five stars write the name of the movie whatever it's all good you know helps us get out there helps us get noticed and thank you to mike for doing our theme music yeah you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 thank you mike mm -hmm. and we have a website too if you want to check us out it's watchersmovies.weebly.com and yeah i think that's it pretty much right yeah yeah yes bye-bye bye-bye <laughs>